Welcome to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. Well, and howdy, here we are once again, Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, and Todd Roberts in Los Angeles, another edition of... In Anaheim, eh? in Hello! Anaheim, in Anaheim, in Orange County. Anyway, it's another edition of uh, Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. We are live streaming today from the town of Wilcox. A beautiful uh, town, the cow town, shipping center, can, you, livestock and beef for the Southwest. Uh, exactly, exactly. And uh, we're here uh, for the Wild Bunch Film Festival that started on the 30th of September. It lasts until tomorrow, the 3rd of October. That's Sunday. That's Sunday. And it's uh, taking place at the Historic Theater here in Wilcox. And they're also celebrating Rex Allen Days in Wilcox. And Rex Allen is the uh, favorite son yes, of this is. town. Yeah. And, 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 you know... I, and I, Coco's the favorite horse of this town. Well, you know, and I, the second favorite son... Who? Glenn Strange. That's true. That's true. There you go. But he grew up in New Mexico over Las Cruces. He may have done that, but... We claim him from New Mexico. I know you do. Yeah. We claim all our things. Anyway, <laughs> here we are. Uh, so we're going to uh, do some highlights about uh, about the film festival and uh, talk with some folks involved in it. In fact, we've got uh, two right here. We got the uh, organizers, Rock and Brenda Whitehead. Welcome. Exodus Don Lim. Oh, Don Lim. Yeah. Sorry. You know, you know, if you want, if I'm you sorry. lean your head right up next to her, it's okay. You can probably listen in her earphone and. We won't tell anybody that you guys are getting that close. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Rock, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're here for the Wild Bunch Film Festival so far. It's turning out to be uh, an exciting weekend so far. We had record crowds here. Great, great. And bunches, what are some of the highlights? Yeah, and bunches of films that you're uh, pre premiering as well. Yeah, there's a bunch of films. Uh, well, Shootout that Don Lamb is was in. Um, yeah, it, lean in there. It's screening right now, actually. And... Uh, the Gregory Peck film, and we have other films, rodeo-type films, documentaries, all kinds of Western genre. Buck and Bulls, yeah. Buck and Bulls is a yeah. great film. And you're doing some screenings for uh, uh, this group of films, one in twelve, one of twelve westerns in twelve months. Yeah, those are Travis Mills films. He's a great filmmaker. And oh, he's, these things are great. Films. Yeah. The one that ran uh, just before, or it halted just before we went to uh, the live stream was... Uh, is it here? Oh, I'm looking at Friday. That's why. Uh, Make it up, no, no. The a guide to the gunfighters of the Wild West. That one was hilarious. Yes. I mean, it's got some good comedy to it. Oh yeah, <laughs> if it's the story of a a guy who is said to be a gunfighter, but he doesn't want to be a gunfighter. But the book says he's a gunfighter, but he still doesn't want to be a gunfighter. Yeah. And so. It's and everybody him. thinks he is a gunfighter, and, and they yeah, want to shoot him and challenge him. So, yeah. I mean, it's a great movie, great movie. Yeah. And, and uh, so, and Don, welcome. Thank you. Let's turn that over there for you. There yeah, you. tell us a little about your background there, Don. Um, well, I started acting when I was four, yeah. but the first thing I did was not professionally paid. So, that's Hollywood. Technically, for you. I guess my first. Professional gig was when I was five. Did you get your SAG card on that? <laughs> no, I did not. Oh, so, yeah, no, not on that one. But it, it's funny because that was also a western, mm -hmm. and I was only in the opening credits, um, running around in just a loincloth. <laughs> you were you an Indian girl? Well, that's just it. When I was twelve, I found out I'd played an Indian boy. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why you only like, had oh, the loincloth. Okay. 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 Yeah. I didn't think about anything about it at the time, just running around in a loincloth mm -hmm. only four. So, yeah, right, yeah, right, right, right. Um, it was comfortable. <laughs> so, yeah, well, oh, yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, you know, the, the, the society prevention of children growing up mm -hmm. would say that's porn. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> I guess you could say the same thing about shootout when he throws me in the lake. <laughs> you need to give me yeah, a bath. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's all it's all in good, clean fun. Yeah. Yes. Well, can I do some more here? I um, I did a lot of episodic. Um, Marcus Welby oh, did an episode of Mannix, um, various things like that. Mike Connors. Yeah. I'm, oh I yeah, no, Mike. he was, loved him. He was great. He was yeah. great. And Gunsmoke. Uh, Gunsmoke. Yeah. More western. Do you Gunsmoke. remember the you remember the episode name? 
uh, let's see, uh, Women for Sale. And oh, part one and two. I did a two-part episode with my brother. I worked on that. Um, no way. Yeah, I was one of the Tom and Cheros. <laughs> it's so Old Home cool. Week, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's oh, awesome. <laughs> Oh, funny. <laughs> he gave me just a finger to shake. I thought he was going to tell me to pull it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, be careful of him. He'll do that thing. Do I've that. never fallen for that one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a cowboy poem called Windy Bob that has that in there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I, what I'm most remembered for, actually, is being Doty on My Three Sons. All right. Oh, I love yeah. that show. Huh? Thank you. I love that. that that to me, of course, it's Fred McMurray, but that was one of the, the most perfect cast uh, family shows that well, wasn't you. silly, stupid, or dumb. <laughs> and but, thank but, you. but after that, they got silly, stupid, and dumb. You know, I, the dads were no longer smart, and they could they couldn't you know they couldn't put poor you know what out of yeah. a boot. <laughs> yeah, I was noticing your motto, your saying um, that America was far, a far better place before our TV. Yeah, when to... TV shows were about cowboys instead of lawyers, mm -hmm. I, I could not agree more, <laughs> to be honest, um, because those shows were about morals, right and wrong, yes. just doing the right thing in life, Yes, and I agree with that, mm. and uh, I can't tell you how many people, fans of the show, Three Sons, yeah. have contacted me and said that they miss the innocence and the family values of those shows. Oh, well, you know, you had fought shows like Father Knows Best yes, and Father Did. Yes. You know, and uh, yeah. you know, th those were just. But I, I don't know what happened. Something, you know, it's like some. Well, I know what happened. The people that know what we want in Hollywood <laughs> give us the stuff we can't stand and really ruins us. Yeah. Yeah. But that's you know that's basically that's what the show is about. Is about the heritage, the traditions, the mm -hmm. history. Uh, not just in the past, but in the present, and, and moving it forward into the future. In fact, interestingly enough, I have a grandmother who was born in Tombstone, oh. where the, the uh, shootout at the OK Corral took place. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's where she was born, one of my grandmothers. Wow. That cool. was Frank McClowry in the Wolper documentary of the shootout. <laughs> And we, we watched it, it's funny, we watched it because I got friends sent us a clip of some stuff I did. Yeah. And it's amazing. I got shot in the temple. In the temple. They even said it on camera. And I led the horse across Apparently the street. It was a blank. Well, no, no. It was, it, was the, it was the real McCoy. It was the real shootout. And I, but, but Frank McCowery was so tough that he walked across the street leading the horse right through all of the guys. And they, shot, they must have shot Billy Claiborne a hundred times. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Had to have been blanks. Yeah. Yeah. No, we didn't use blanks back in those days. Billy Clinton. Billy Clinton. Did I say Claiborne? Yeah. Yes, you said Claiborne. Okay, Claiborne. Thank you, Todd. Who was also known as Billy the Kid. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was Frank Frank Buckskin and Leslie that killed him. Yeah. Because uh, he got drunk one day after Johnny Ringo had been found dead. And he was hanging out across the street in an awning, under an awning on a boardwalk, talking to everybody how he was going to... Uh, pay Frank Buckskin Leslie for killing his friend Johnny Ringo. And uh, Frank Buckskin Leslie was a bartender in that bar. He snuck out the back, came around the side of the building, called out to Billy Claiborne. Billy turned around, and he shot him dead, killed him. Yeah. So, Gamble with uh, Billy Claiborne. He just let him drink enough. He let him drink just enough to where he could kill him. That's great stuff. <laughs> Well, tell us. So I have a question for Don and Rocky okay. uh, about their film festival. Um, is it the Wild Bunch of pertaining to the film The Wild Bunch? Is that the, the cornerstone or the starting point? Or is it uh, the Wild Bunch of Butch Cassidy, Sundance Kid, Kid Curry, and so on? So Todd, Todd's question was about, uh, were you able to hear yeah, some of that? I, okay. I heard, uh, yeah, The Wild Bunch is one of, one of my favorite films. Um, and I actually know um, Bo Hopkins, who was in that film. He just on the show a couple of months ago. Yeah. yeah. 
And I, I kind of thought, well, you know, I know Bo, and I, I, like, I like his films, so we're just going to name it The Wild Bunch Film Festival. So that's how that started. Oh, cool. That's good, yeah. Yeah, I, I worked with Bo a bunch, and it, we were good friends because he, he didn't live that far from where I did. Yeah. But it's a funny thing about... Uh, so what is the... Go ahead. What's the theme of this year's show? The theme? Festival. Well, really no theme. It's just a Western genre film festival with uh, the shootout. We did the shootout 50th anniversary this year with uh, Gregory Peck and Don Lynn and Yeah. So. Tell us a little bit about, about your experience with Mr. Peck and the shootout. Awesome. I have nothing but wonderful memories of the man and... He was incredibly kind to me, and uh, it was a blessing. Mm-hmm. It was uh, definitely a highlight for me working with him, being such a legend. Yeah. You know, when you think about Moby Dick and... and uh, right, I'm the same way. I you got know, Roman Holiday yeah. and, and, and To Kill a Mockingbird, yeah, of course. Really, you, know, yeah. you think about his history, and it's just, just incredibly wonderful. Yellow Sky. Yellow Sky, another yeah. great movie. Hey, To Kill a Mockingbird was one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. That's to kill, not tequila. <laughs> not tequila? Not tequila. You sure? Well, you, if you drink enough tequila, it they will tequila kill you. tequila mockingbird, yeah. Well, if you drink enough tequila, all the birds will mock you. <laughs> I actually, uh, I have saved, I saved my original script oh. from filming. And many years later, I got to see him again, and I brought it with me, and he signed it for me. Oh, good. That's nice. That's archive material. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'll probably leave it to some museum. That's great. I still have the uh, the script that I got from you 20 years ago, and you signed the shootout. I still have that. <laughs> Tell us about it. <laughs> well, I used to promote autograph shows. Mm-hmm. Don Lynn has done a couple of them. One at Old Tucson and mm-hmm. uh, in town in Tucson. So you know, we used to do that years ago. Yeah, you know, when I was, when I was living out in California. Uh, Neil Summers, another stuntman, and myself. That was part of our pastime was going to the paper shows. Yeah, and those were great because you always had, you know, you always had some actors set up with the booths and, and yeah. all the great material, and you could find stills and lobbies and stuff, and yeah. you could find stuff that you can't find anymore. Yeah, that's true. I did promote a show Tucson uh, back in the mid '90s. I brought back the High Shop Robert Union uh, back when you know a lot of them were still around. Mm-hmm. Yeah the first time in a long time, and that, that was a lot of fun. That's cool. That's really cool. So, what else is going to be happening here at the uh, Wild Bunch Film Festival? Well, we have films, and we have uh, tomorrow, this all uh, culminates to an award show tomorrow night. So, mm-hmm. we're looking, everyone's looking forward to that. And then we got the big after party at uh, Calarest RV Park and Saloon. <laughs> so, that'll be a lot That's of what fun. everything that happens there is left there. Yep. Yeah, everything is... <laughs> Leave the guns at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's pretty much it. And, you know, just screen films and Q&As. And, uh, What's the crowd response been like? Uh, obviously, you, oh, you say that you've had a record number uh, in comparison to last uh, previous years. Yeah, I think I think this year's doubled, actually. I don't know if it's because people are cooped up all year or something. I'm not sure how that, why, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. For this year's been a record attendance so far. How, great, so. how does it compare to the past years when Rex was still alive and doing it? Because uh, I know I came down for one of them a long time ago, and, yeah. and of course Rex was a huge draw. Yeah. I'm not too familiar with Rex uh, when he was doing it. Was he doing a film festival here at one time? Yeah, it, well, you oh, know, the, know. the Rex Allen's, they weren't doing a film festival, oh, okay. then it was just the Rex Allen days, and Rex he would Allen come, days. he would come and sing, and then... And oh yeah, I think that probably so maybe one yeah, some junior first work something. Yeah, he did that last year. I think he was there for. Well, that's junior. I'm talking about oh, that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the real the real Rex Allen. Right, the real Rex Allen. <laughs> okay. So these movies that have been nominated here, uh, we don't have any winners yet, of course. No. <clears throat> but uh, basically, it just gives them more PR. Yeah, it does. It helps, it, winning, yeah. it helps. It helps in promoting yeah, and selling and winning a film distribution. Yeah. yeah, it does. It there's a, there's a, a buttload of movies. Yeah. I mean, there is. Yeah. It's probably close to around, I'm thinking, 55 to 65. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, well, like, you know, just here's a good example. Buck and Bulls, you know, he's got on his on his little Z card 
Award nominee, the Wildwood Bunch Film Festival 2021, yeah. nominated for eight awards. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of stuff that, you know, that they need to get out there so right. people mm -hmm. create an interest. You know, they go, well, eight awards? Hey, I'm going to check yeah. this one out. Exactly, yeah. Plans for next year already? Yeah, we're definitely <laughs> coming back next year for this again. Mm -hmm. so, uh, we'll oh, we're available. <laughs> Going to hold it down here in Wilcox again. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll definitely be doing this again next year in Wilcox. Uh, you got you live down in this area? No, I live in Oklahoma. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a long drive. We actually drove yeah. wow. up here. So. I've got to ask Oklahoma. you this. Oklahoma. Yeah. i got to ask you this question because I know the answer already. Okay. Do you know Boyd Majors? Oh, well, that name is really familiar. Western Clippings? Yes, I, well, okay, I don't that's know him. personally, but I know who he is. Because he did, you know, he he's the master. This guy knows more about westerns yeah, than anybody walking. If you could get him, that would be yeah, that would be a coup. Mm -hmm. That's a good thought, actually. He's a, he's a walking encyclopedia. Yeah. He's written books. Yeah. He's got a book out on Gene Autry that's like this. Oh my gosh! That, I mean. I've never seen such detail, yeah. and the guy, he knows, he knows more, he could probably tell you more about your career than you do. <laughs> he knows the women that did the westerns, their careers, and he, and he met most of them. He probably could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't remember that part. <laughs> yeah. So I have to ask, what part of Oklahoma? Uh, we are 20 miles east of Oklahoma City in a little town called Wellston, Oklahoma. You're south and My west mother of Sand was Springs. My mother was born and raised in Stigler. Stigler. His mom was raised and born and raised oh, okay. there. And my stepmom, my, my yes. sixth stepmom was from Eden. Yeah. And my and, and my dad Sorry. used to always tell her, you're from, you're from east of Eden. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Don Lynn, Rock Whitehead, thank you much. Uh, thank you so much. For joining you so us. Much. And congratulations on a great festival and keeping going. You Have so you got much. any any projects coming up, Don? Hopefully. No, actually. Are you available? I available? Yeah. Okay. I'm not. The, I'm not the one who closed that door. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as you saw when I entered the room, I'm petite. I'm not even five feet tall, and that's perfect for the, for school moms. Well, hey, yeah, the big bully boys can push you around in the western. <laughs> I'm not cleaning no darn no, short black Just because I'm little doesn't mean I don't push back. There, there you go. go. <laughs> a, feist, a feisty school marm. I, I stand up for myself. I'm no doormat. But, right. um, but that's actually what ended my acting career is because I didn't become average height and so yeah, the Hollywood stereotypes for average. Yeah, yeah. You're great height for a child actor, but. Yeah. Terrible hike for an adult. Yeah. Not it's, a terrible hike, because Mickey Rooney did well. It's a lot of adult responsibility at a young age. Yeah, it is. Oh, it can really... It can, I yeah. saw so many kids get screwed up by it. Oh. And I saw so many of the kids that were sons of sons and daughters of the, of the actors. Yeah. Right. Todd turned out all right, and I don't know what happened there. <laughs> we don't either. We're still trying to figure it out. <clears throat> we're going to take our break. Well, as Humphrey Bogart says in Casablanca... I'm a drunkard by trade, but I try not to admit it. <laughs> All right, we're going to do a commercial break here. And uh, Don and uh, Rock, thank you so much. Thank we'll you. be back, and uh, when we come back, we'll be talking with a guy, the dude of Arizona. Bob Roloff. Stay tuned. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west, where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. 
Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond checking stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson. Served two tours in Afghanistan, Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient, and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. I was just going to send for you, Gardner. Remember by telling you about James Wiley? You mean the troubleshooter from the East-West Stage Company? Nearly wrecked the casino last fall and you along with it? Claims your games were crooked? Yeah, that's the one. This is the Voices of the West. Come all you jolly freighters that ever hit the road, that ever hauled a load of coke from Wilcox to Globe. That's the way I've made my living for ten long years and more. Hauling coke for Lieberman and Myers, no wonder I am poor. So it's home, dearest home, home you ought to be. Over on the Healy in the white man's country, where the poplar and the ash and mesquite will ever be. Growing green along the river, there's a home for you and me. All right, that's uh, celebrating... Wilcox. I have never heard that, but that is wonderful. It's called fre- freighting, uh, freighting to Wilcox from Globe. I think, is, or That's freighting from Globe to Wilcox. Yeah. Either way, anyway, it's uh, Abraham John Busby, and it was recorded in 1949. That is Americana. Yeah, that is great. I thought it was. I thought it would be. A, we need to play that again be sometime be on appropriate. the show from time to time. All right. Next yeah. up. Uh, we're, uh, what is up next? Well, we're streaming live from the Wild Bunch Film Festival in Wilcox, Arizona. Uh, Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, and Todd Roberts on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. And up next, we have the Dude of Arizona. The Arizona Dude! Or Dude of Arizona Dude. Bunker, do the introductions. <laughs> well, it's Ron uh, Roloff, and I was just talk just briefly for him before we... we Threw out a fish hook and we caught him outside there and we reeled him in. Yeah. But uh, he's a he's a writer for well, I can't remember the name of the little newspaper. What is it? The real Arizona Real Country. And it, I'd never come across this little newspaper before. It's a monthly and it is awesome. And and uh, Bob is a regular writer. You've been here what like five years? Now? Five years. Yeah. Five well, tell years. us something about yourself. Well, sir, I'll tell you what, Bunker. I was. Uh, I've been doing little Western shows and things in a few movies for years. Come out to Arizona in 1959 and uh, worked with local Western groups and that. I worked in uh, late 60s, 70s at Apache Land Movie mm-hmm. Ranch and met a lot of... Uh, I worked a few re- shows up there. Did you, Apache yeah. Land? Remember yeah. that? I mean, oh, it, just, it was a great town. You know, it was so neat because it burnt down and they rebuilt it with real houses. They just moved them out <laughs> yeah. there. But these were old houses from the area that yeah. were period, period accurate. Yeah. It was great. Everything was every every building was a practical set. Yeah, so I just kept uh, doing in and out of the western thing, and I I love history, and I I focus on Arizona history because I've lived here over sixty years, yeah. and uh, I picked up the name Dude because I've never worked in a rodeo professionally or anything. I've never worked on a ranch. So if you've never done those things, uh, you're still a dude. I reckon. Do you, you know which end of the horse eats the, yes. and, <laughs> and what the other end it expels? Yeah. So the thing is... Oh, well, you, you, you improve it. I said, well, maybe I have to just make a living at, at being a dude. So I, 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 started, I started developing this dude thing. And then people were asking, well, where's the Arizona flag if you're the Arizona dude? Yeah, I noticed the shirt there. You should so, see this shirt. So I had to go to a wardrobe lady to make these things. I have vests, I have shirts, I have capes, depending on if I'm... Capes? In, I, I have a cape for parades. When I'm in a parade, well, it's I have It's like, like a Doc Holiday kind of cape? It's like a, yeah, it's like a big cape, of, yeah. but it's flag. It's an Arizona <laughs> nice, flag, you nice. see? And so nice. uh, I've just had so much fun with that character... And it helps me promote Arizona, mm-hmm. and I mainly write about people 
who have done something in their life to keep the tradition of the Old West alive. And it's mainly Arizona people because I'm out here in Arizona. <coughs> and so different people I write about, most of them, they're still alive. And mm -hmm. I'm trying to hurry up and catch the ones that, that are fading yeah, fast. That helps here. when you're interviewing them. Yeah, that helps. Yeah. Can we speed this up a little bit? You know, I'm talking to people that are quite old. And so it's, it's just been so much fun and so rewarding that for me to meet the people that I have met, doing this it's been a real honor to me just to meet some of these sure people. yeah you know because when i was young in apache land like mark was talking about i'm working with famous people and stuff and i'm thinking to myself oh my god i got it made i'm gonna get rich and famous <laughs> well let me tell you what folks None of that happened, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I had the greatest time of my the life. The greatest riches in our I've life are your the, memories. Right. I've had, I met the greatest people. I've had the greatest time. I'm still enjoying myself doing what I'm doing, mm -hmm. writing for the magazine and everything. Did you uh, get, get to meet Marty Robbins when he was shooting up there? No. I worked on that one up there at no. Audie Murphy, Arizona Raiders. Yeah. Yeah, well, I worked on that one up there as well. In that article that I, my oh. recent article in October. Oh, I don't have that. It's in oh. I've just, just got, I've just got Dr. Buck here. I wrote about um, uh, Michael Dante. Yeah. And Michael Dante, very interesting man. He was going to be set to be a, a National League baseball player. A pitcher, yeah. Yeah, he was set to be a baseball player. He injured his shoulder, so that put him on, a, on like an hour off. Mm -hmm. And he was doing some plays and stuff. He happened to be doing a play in Miami. Tommy Dorsey. Okay, if you remember who Tommy yeah. Dorsey is. Oh, great. Tommy, That's music was music. Yeah, Tommy was a friend of Michael's. Quite a little bit of age difference. So Tommy liked it. What he saw, he called a friend in Hollywood and he said, you know, you've got to give this guy a, a screen test. You really should. Mm. So Michael goes out there, gets a screen test. Bingo. No more mm -hmm. baseball. Now he's yeah. now he's in this, and uh, he the article I write about is mainly his time spent with Audie Murphy. Mm -hmm. You know, his time spent mm -hmm. just sitting with him and just man to man. And when he grew up, mm -hmm. Michael says we used, me and my buddies would sit in a theater watching a newsreel, and there's Audie Murphy up on the mm -hmm. screen. He says, and for me to get to meet him and be in a movie with his, dynamite, he said. Yeah. He couldn't believe it. That's how I got my Screen Actors Guild card. We did Arizona <laughs> Raiders, and when it was over, Neil Summers and myself, uh, Audie wanted to do, do something for the guys that worked on because we yeah. were doing stunts and everything else. Right, riding. yeah. And he says, what can I do for these guys? And the, the local guy that was hiring, he says, you know, Yep, get them their a SAG card, and well, that's how we. That's how that's we how got, you got SAG your card. SAG yeah. card. Patsy Junction. And this charming young lady that you have with you is. That's a Leanne Sharp, and uh, she's been around me a long time, and she has quite a story in her own right. Well, would uh, you like to tell us some of it? Yeah. Well, uh, I've been a writer for a number of years. I've been uh, writing books about people and their experiences. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've got quite a, a number of books in my background, but currently I'm working on a book called Ron Nix. I know Ron. I know you do. Yeah, <laughs> one, of the, one of Arizona's greatest Arizona homeboy right. stuntmen. Right. Built so, a western town with his own hands. Right. Great guy. He's built eight. Got run over by the train out there at yeah, Wild West at Town. Legend Here's a man who got run over by a train. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm writing the, the story of Ron Nix, and I should have it out at the end of, probably oh, in the end of October. Oh, that is so awesome. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. You mentioned Marty Robbins. He mm -hmm. was Marty Robbins' double in that movie. Yeah. And he uh, arranged a lot of the fight scenes. Yeah. There, there were times that there was a, a, an incident where they didn't have the person that was supposed to be there for the fight scene. He grabbed one of the other guys mm -hmm. and real quickly pulled him in and got him a wardrobe and yep. got him all ready to go and saved him all kinds of money because they could shoot yep. the scene then rather than later. But it's it's a very exciting to write his biography. Yeah, that's and a good. I'm glad that somebody is because you know that is one of the sad parts. That's why we do the show is we like to bring out the people mm -hmm. that nobody ever heard about that are so important to the industry you know there's it's not 
the stars are important because that's what that's the that's the honey that brings the flies but it's the people that make the show work together you know the support them, the stunt men the makeup men the wardrobe guys you know the director the without the writers you know, none of these guys have a job, not even the stunt guys. Yeah. In addition to uh, Ron Nix, a, a fellow that the dude, uh, Bob Roloff, got me in touch with and started working on writing his biography, and it's been in the works for a long time. He's going to be here this weekend signing autographs. Yeah. Spanky Spangler. Okay, I I knew I never worked with him, but I yeah. knew him out in California. He'll I be here. Would, Cross paths, right? Know. He'll be signing autographs tomorrow good. at the the Bunch Film Festival. So. I'm so glad we. I'm so glad you brought her in. Well, she's got quite a story, and going back to the mounted shooters, the mounted right. Well, I I was involved in that for a while. Oh, the, well, you 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 one was one of the founders. Are you there? Yes, with, yeah. in '98, I worked. I was not a founder, but I yeah. was about uh, one of the first. You there? Board of Directors yeah. that was voted in, but uh, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to remember got, the name. We you. had somebody on here Don't worry about the a month and a half Put ago or so that uh, she was one of the one of the early mounted shooters. In fact, she was like she won she won the thing year after year after year. Yeah. You remember? Who you remember who that was? No. Well, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I should, but I don't. Yeah. 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 I was trying to multitask here. And yeah, I, I know. It was not being very successful. Yeah, I <clears throat> and the other person that we're going to have signing autographs here at the festival tomorrow is Christina Weyburn. You might remember her as a Bond girl. She was mm -hmm. in the movie Octopussy. Ah. Yeah, I might have seen it. I don't, yeah. I, 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 if it's not westerns, I don't watch many movies, yeah. especially especially nowadays. I, you yeah. know. Well, she was in Warning, which was a modern day western. I kind of I kind of quit watching the Bond movies when Sean Connery stopped oh, doing them, yeah. because Bond died when he left. You know, he's yeah. like Roger yeah. Moore. Excuse me, I'm going to throw up yeah. in the corner. Yeah. All right, we got to do another commercial break here, and uh, uh, hate to say it, but. For week, the second week, we're having internet issues, and uh, oh well, we're in Wilcox, so that has something to do with it, I'm sure. It's in the air. <laughs> it must be in the air. But Arizona dude, thank you. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure being here. It's yes. a real honor. Fellas. And thank you. Well, thank you very much. For All right, me. we'll be back. Todd Roberts is by phone with us. We'll be back in just a little bit here. Yeah, after, with Mark Scott, uh, another writer. After these important messages, stay tuned. When looking for a property management company, here are some things you should consider. How long has the company been in business? What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is over. The Polash Management Company meets and exceeds those considerations. They've been in business in Tucson, Arizona since the 1960s. They manage all types of properties throughout Arizona and elsewhere, from residential to commercial to public sector properties. The Polash Management Company also dedicates its time and resources to numerous community projects, including help funding the drive for the USS Arizona Memorial at the University of Arizona. You also want a property management company that puts you, the customer, first. Contact the Polash Management Company today at polashmanagement.com and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Polash Management Company, property managers you can trust. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online back Backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 skeet fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting plays courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. 
You've got some cattle you want rustled, but don't have enough henchmen of your own to do the job. A little lady up the road apiece won't strike a deal with you about water rights. You out there! Come one step near and old Bess here will spit right in your eye. So you need to strike your own deal, but you need the right henchman to do the job. The stage is hauling a Wells Fargo box loaded with gold. You've got the perfect spot to liberate that gold, but blank henchman to pull off the job. What to do? You better start packing a handgun. Call Red a Hench. We're a bad guy rental agency. We provide you with enough scrappy henchmen to tackle any job with specific directions. Just listen to what Red a Hench users have to say. Well, you know, when I joined Red a Hench, I was trained by Bud Osborne, Charlie King, and some of the best head henches there ever was. And I'm going to guarantee you that you cannot hench without the proper henches around you. And that's just a gentle hench. When you need sheer numbers of henchmen, call us. We specialize in stage holdups, water right disputes, squatter troubles, cattle rustling, and much more. Our rental henchmen may not be able to think their way out of a paper bag, but they sure can follow directions, and they won't sing to the law about you if they get caught. See our ad in the Saturday Evening Post or Harper's Weekly. Hey, not only that, when you're in the Long Branch and you want to go next door to Doc's to get that bullet out of your shoulder, get a Renahance to sit there on your place and keep your whiskey warm while you're gone. Renahance, when you need bad guys to do bad guy stuff so you can keep your hands clean. You let me do the work. Hi, I'm Wyatt McCray, grandson of Joel McCray, and you're listening to yeah. Voices of the West. This is the Voices of the West. We're back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France. Todd Roberts in Los Angeles by telephone now because our internet is all squirrely. <laughs> but I guess that's what happens when you come down into... Uh, in into cow country. Into it's, cow all, country. it's all the cow flatulence. That must well, be... Obviously, all the mean things I've said about the, the uh, titans of the internet finally <laughs> come to bear upon, uh, you know. Uh, that's okay. Yeah, that's it, all right. it don't matter but, none. You know, uh, all I right. forget who said it, but I think it's true. Indeed, you should be you should be gauged. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's good. You should be gauged by by how much your enemies hate you. There you go. Our next uh, folk up is Mark E. Scott. He's a Western romance and Western fantasy author. Mark, welcome. Well, thank you very much. Yes, I've been. Uh, I've been nominated as a finalist for two of my novels. One of them is uh, Dragon Cowgirl, a Western fantasy uh, suggested by Bobby Jean Olson. And then um, I was also, uh, the other one is Stunt Action Cowboy, which is a film inside of a novel. And that's actually situated in the state of Washington in the uh, Gobi Desert uh, weather of the uh, Columbia AVA. I big, didn't know the Gobi Desert was in the state of Washington. Well, it isn't, sir, but... Uh, <laughs> it is now, huh? <laughs> it isn't, sir, but even here in Wilcox, uh, they would go ahead and claim Gobi Desert heat, yeah. which is good for the ripening of grapes in the yeah. vineyard country, yeah. and then you want to have the, the temperature drop off to be really cool. Yeah. That makes for the uh, best uh, Cabernet Sauvignon and a host of other grapes as well. And if you don't get good grapes, you, all you do is whine about it. <laughs> that's no. Nice. <laughs> that's that's pretty bad, but that's true. That's the kind of show you, you just walked in on, you know. Just to, you know, <laughs> but, you know I, I love the. You know, this is something that I've, I've been wanting us to do for a long time. Is to is to do you know like the ranch romance and and the western fantasy. There's a whole genre now after western horror. You well, know. the western romance is what sold. Western romance is the foundation of the Western writers yeah, of America. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Owen Weiser, you know, they used they sold the Zane Grey novels as as uh, Western romances. Okay, you know, and you know, and that's I think that's one of the things that hurts Hollywood today is they got away from thinking that way. That you know, they were actually made for women. Yes, but the they men are. came, yeah, and and the men, you know, and the men loved them. Because it was cowboys and action and horses, you know, and 
And sometimes they'd kiss the horse and ride off into the sunset. Yeah, and usually there was a hot-looking babe on the cover. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, you're absolutely well, right about well, that. Well, looky here, looky here. You guys can't see it out there in Radio Land. Ooh. But we got, I got one little, just a little publicity. I guess this is the cover of the novel. This is Stun Action Cowboy, a Salt Fork novel, Marquis Scott at the bottom. There's a young-looking guy in his virile prime. Behind him is this great field of grapes. They got a rope, uh, uh, lariat roped around the two of them, this beautiful young lady. She's got her hand under his breast, there, on his breast, not in, you know, he's got his clothes on, so it's okay. But she's looking at him, he's looking at her, and you know the sparks are going to fly. They be sparking. They be sparking. <laughs> That's right. Well, picking up on what you just said, I will say that uh, in a uh, Western cowboy romance, my idea, I sort of follow Spielberg's thing. He wanted to go ahead and create a roller coaster ride, mm -hmm. a one that was full of entertainment, and that's one of my guiding philosophies. One of the other one is uh, something that Edgar Rice Burroughs said. Oh. I was amazed at. Uh, he said after that, uh, after his lack of success, he had to go outside of the box. Back in that, those days, the term was being outlandish. Mm -hmm. You had to be more outlandish. And so actually, this is a tale that's in an action-adventure romance. You have a guy who's a Navy SEAL from two tours of duty. He comes home in Palmer, Bordeaux. His uh, grandfather says, Grandson, I want to bequeath this vineyard to you. But there's a... There's a, there's a hitch. <laughs> What's that? There's a hitch in the plot. There's, there's a hitch in the plot, <clears throat> by God. And uh, the hitch is... Uh, um, number one, a film studio is going to come to the, my winery, and uh, they're going to film right here. Number two, I need some more new wine equipment, and you're going to teach this young lady, who's nothing but a belly dancer and a uh, debut commercial artist down in Hollywood, <laughs> you're going to teach this girl how to jump out of a Black Hawk, okay. how to vault over a cliff horseback and <laughs> yeah. into a lake, and you're going you're gonna to teach her gunmanship and you're going to teach her how to face a mountain lion. And so uh, that's, uh, Jared has his work cut out for him. That's, oh, a, fantasy, that's a fantasy unto itself. That's great. <laughs> you know, you know, this, this, you know, this is a true story. This is funny. A while back, I, had, I, I, I went to the doctor, and, you know, and they said, well, you've got to go to emergency. I said, no, I don't need to go. And he said, you've got to go. And I'm going, I feel fine. You've know, you got to go. So I said, oh, okay, I'll go. So I'm going there. I'm sitting there. I spent 18 hours sitting there, right? I, and I always take something to read. I read everything I had. There was magazines there, and I read all the magazines. And I'm, you know, I'm, and I look over, and somebody had left a, a western ranch romance type of western there. And I thought, nah, I'm not going to read it. I'm going. Started getting withdrawals, you know, from not reading. <laughs> I grabbed that thing, and I read about half of it before they finally got to see him. And but I took it home with me and finished it. And I'll tell you what, I was impressed with the writing because, you know, they one it was good writing, uh, it moved along, and the characters were believable. It was a guy who was a sheriff, and you know, and his father was a rancher, and there was this girl that was being stalked, and and she'd come out there that to get away and hide, and they were hiding him at the dad's ranch. But uh, it was just, you know, it was it was almost like a Lynn Dayton novel, except it had a and it wasn't overboard, and it wasn't gratuitous. It was, you know, it was clean, and it was a. And I said, we need, we need more of that. Well, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I wanted to put a lot of uh, enough action and adventure in it, along with the romance, so that does actually appeal to both men and women. Mm -hmm. I went ahead before my father passed away in December. He, one of my biggest fans. He went ahead and read them all, and as a man, he thought they were fine. Yeah. And then I had another relative uh, back in Ohio. He liked them just as well. And um, I've had a lot of, uh, there was another one called Cowboy, Cowboy Takes Flight, which is about a uh, mm -hmm. you know, Black Hawk rescue mission where they pull uh, a gray mare out of the mud. They put out a uh, fire at the Ford dealership. And they go ahead and uh, fly a medevac in Seattle. Yeah. And so the men really gra gravitate towards that. And I, I find that when I talk to them, um, once they get past the feminine title, the, yeah. the picture <laughs> on the cover, yeah. they say, 
it's it's you know it's all the women's novels are like that big you know the it's I don't care if it's with a pirate or a, or an English knight or something it's always you know the mushy mushy cover but that's what sells it to the women and the number one market for Western fiction today is the is the Western romance right. And then I went ahead and uh, I was actually inspired. I didn't read for a number of years, uh, despite thinking about majoring in English at Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. I didn't th consider it because I went into mining and I went into uh, construction mm -hmm. and those type of things. I didn't pick up uh, romance and revisit until I was about 52 years old. And I picked it up and it had all this action uh, in these fight scenes, they had battle scenes, they had love yeah. scenes. A uh, lady did her research on modern weaponry, and I thought, wow, yeah. I, I can write this. Mm -hmm. And that's what really turned me <clears throat> you on. You know, that's one of the things I think about a lot of these. If they, if it had a title that was not, you know, because its title is there to attract the women readers, and they didn't have the, you know, the romantic picture on there, but it was like a like a Zane Grey type picture on there, and you didn't tell them it was it was romance in there. They would buy it and read it and go that was that was interesting that was good, because you know it's it's the marketing, but it it also stigmatizes it at the same time. It goes to show that you cannot judge a book by its cover. Yeah, you can you, you can put except you can put a dress on a pig, but it don't make it pretty. <laughs> except if it's Fabio on the cover. There you go, Fabio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was. That was the that in what was it? That was the eighties. If you wanted to sell a, a romance book, yeah. Fabio was everything from a pirate to a corsair right. to you know a, 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 a marine. You know, guy, and he never wore a shirt. Yeah, <laughs> Mark, thank you much for joining. Well, Appreciate thank, you. thank you very much. It was a pleasure being here, and uh, I encourage others to go to the. Uh, Wild Bunch Film Festival. Yeah. You think you might be making it up to the uh, Tucson Book Festival? You know, I uh, I don't think so. I'm yeah. <laughs> actually tuckered out from going to mm -hmm. Ohio and, yeah. and yeah. Uh, here, okay. but I am looking for other Western festivals, okay. and uh, I'll take it, take that to heart. Have you, right. have you looked into the Western Writers of America? Um, I belong, and it is a great organization, and the networking is there. And they they even you know give a spur awards to Western Romance, mm. well, yeah. and that's what you know you might that might be something to look into, because you know it doesn't hurt to have a, a spur nomination or a spur winner on your cover. Yep, right. That's what I'm hoping for. I I know we're past due, but I do have ten books. I've been writing for a decade, Good. and uh, then it's a, this is a maturity of integrating about four different authors. I took the best of what I liked, yep. put it in my books. Okay. Well, keep up the work. We appreciate it, because you, you help keep the West alive. That's it. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> we'll be back with much more Don't of Abel Franzi's Voices of the West right after these very important messages. I'm sorry. Do stay tuned. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and a hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252.
Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right, it's called Horse It Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. Hi, this is Craig Morgan with a special message for all those who have served in the U.S. Army. The National Museum of the United States Army, to be built at Fort Belvoir, Virginia, will include the Soldier's Registry, an electronic record of Americans who have worn the Army uniform, recognizing their service. I've already added my story to the registry. I hope you'll add yours. To learn more and to make your story a permanent part of the National Army Museum, visit armyhistory.org. Read classic Western comics anytime at voicesofthewest.net. By the Ranch Boys. <laughs> I'll come back to Abel Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander along with the Bunker de France. Todd Roberts in Los Angeles by telephone. And uh, the Ranch Boys doing uh, Ragtime Cowboy Joe. I'm a reggae cowboy. Yeah, well, what happened here? All of a sudden, I, I didn't mean, do anything. I know to you me. didn't. It, it, it just, just, just the way. Maybe, maybe my hearing aids are working. I don't know. Yeah, okay, that's good. Good grief! At least something's working. <laughs> All right, we're uh, streaming to you from the uh, trying to stream it at least from the uh, uh, screaming. <laughs> yeah, screaming from the uh, Wild Bunch Film Festival in Wilcox, and uh, we've had some internet problems. And Todd's on the phone now instead of on. Our usual internet connection, and we can still hear them. And we can, <laughs> well, you know, this is this is this. I will say this, you know, it was great coming down here because you know when Harry first when you first said it, but I'm going, God, I don't want to drive all the way down the road. But we had us a nice drive down here. We stopped in Benson at the Horseshoe Cafe and Bakery and had us a little lunch. Yep, good and, lunch too. Uh, a lot of history in that joint. Mm -hmm. uh, it goes back to the 40s, earlier than that, actually. Yeah. And I, I used to always stop there when I was going back to New Mexico to visit my folks because I'd leave early and get in there about four, 5 o'clock in the morning. And that was, you know, you'd go in there, that's where you'd see all the old ranchers and cowboys. They'd mm -hmm. be in there for a morning mm -hmm. cup of coffee. And it was a lot of history, but a great place. And you see those pies? Yeah. Oh. Anyhow, yeah. That's, that's just my <clears throat> comment. Todd, anything you want to throw in? Well, I just, you know, I think that uh, as we look at uh, the constant purveying sentiment of that the, the West is dying or the West is dead and and the cowboy is a is a is close to being a dinosaur or worse. And here we have somebody who just organically creates a, a little Western film festival. Mm -hmm. And these are popping up everywhere, they're, mm -hmm. and they're still continuing to happen. And they're growing. And I think that it, it, yes, and they're growing. And I think it dispels that rumor that uh, the Western is dead, and that there's no, uh, you know, there's no no steam or interest behind it. And you know, unfortunately, as much as Hollywood tries to 
distance itself from its past and its its uh, history and its lineage. Um, the Western was the very first film. It's consistently the most popular genre to this day. Around the world. it's film or television. It's more than anything around the world, exactly, Bunker. And it's also influenced more filmmakers than and or Western filmmakers have mm-hmm. influenced those international filmmakers more than anything. Well, Whether it's Kurosawa and the Western... Um, or it's uh, whatever you want to call it. I mean, uh, I think that, you know, you can continue to just because um, you say it's one thing, it doesn't mean it is. The emperor has no clothes, and in this case, uh, uh, this genre is well suited and well alive for today's market. Well, you know, I think one of the big problems, too, is if you look, uh, it's our our media. We have a media that not only chooses to ignore the Western, but wants to ignore the Western and doesn't want to put any value in it. And I think it's because the Western represents morality and, and clean living and, you know, and, uh, and American values. And that seems to be the trend today is to downplay American values and to look down upon what America mm-hmm. is yeah. and not what, yeah. you know, that that odd segment of our population wants it to be. I I agree more with you, Buck, honestly, but if you notice, they didn't have the guts or the audacity to say so when the Great Westerns were being made. It didn't happen. Uh, They seized the opportunity when the market was oversaturated and there was a lot of, shall I say, substandard product mm-hmm. coming out, whether it was on television or film, and that's when they grabbed the opportunity. You know, um, uh, so many people like to point to films like, you know, support your local sheriff, then support your local gunfighter. You know, where does the slapstick end? And, and one of them makes so the on? top ten lists on a lot of Western films. Completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Here's they a- use that as a as fodder to perpetuate this myth that, well, you've the Western uh, in Hollywood has jumped the shark, they don't have anything more to say, and so on, and then what happens? But they go off and make a film like uh, The Wild Bunch, or they go off and make, yeah. a decade later, they go off and make uh, Comes a Horseman, which I think to this day is still one of the great Westerns. Well, you It's know, very overlooked or unknown. But it's fabulous. Well, one of the things, too, is, you know, if you look at it, what they did, especially in the 60s with the TV westerns, is they milked the cow until they thought it was dry. And these guys that were making them, they weren't making westerns because they liked westerns or what the values of the westerns. It was all about just making money. Yeah, making money. And and (coughs) westerns aren't about that. They're they're about value, not making money, but value. uh, Well, there's a great commentary in uh, the show. uh, There was an episode on uh, on, uh, uh, Twilight Zone with, you know, Rod Sterling's great show where he did a... Uh, a commentary on the present day West. It's about 1962 when the the show was shot, or maybe 63. It's still in black and white. And basically, it's the story of, um, you know, the dude, um, good-looking, drives a nice big fat car Mm -hmm. with horns on the front. He's a big, huge TV star. And, you know, uh, every week he gets the girl and kills the bad guy and gets barely any dust on himself and his boots are always clean and his outfit's always clean and so on. And uh, I forget the name of the actor, but he was a great character actor and he shows up and he's on the set and, you know, he's kind of wandering around and staring at the lead actor. Finally, they struck up a conversation and he said, are you part of the production? He goes, uh, well, not really. I'm really only here for you. And he's like, well, what do you mean? He goes, well, uh, there's some changes we're making. He goes, oh, are you with the network or the production company? He goes, oh, no, no. Um, uh, well, there's a new, uh, we have a new kind of format that we're going to be doing. And he's like, well, what are you talking what, what? Excuse me, I'm the star. You know, I have my own parking space and so on and so on. And finally he says, well, here's the new format. Um, if you want to keep your job, um, we're just going to just knock the sense out of you in every show. We're going to hit you over the head with frying pans and and, and rocks and <laughs> yeah. and not throw you through walls and so on. But you know, you get to keep your job and be the hero. 
but we're just going to beat the tar out of you in every single episode. Mm. And he's like, well, what if I don't want to do it? He goes, well, then I guess you're going to be like so many others, out of work actor. That's it. And, and we got to leave it at that, guys, because we're almost out of time here. Uh, it's been fun uh, doing a stream, <laughs> semi-stream, <laughs> scream from uh, Wilcox. Next time we get together on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, we have author and columnist John Boston. He's a hoot. He is oh, a hoot. Boy. And uh, if you're yeah. thinking we're going to be politically correct, pal, Not with him on, pal, you got another thing coming. That's yeah, all the time we got for today. Click in the seatbelt. <laughs> That's all the time we got for today. 78, 79, Wilcox, adios. And so long, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. 